0: Let's start with this. Deuteronomy eight eighteen. <clears throat> Deuteronomy eight and verse eighteen says, "But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant. Everybody say covenant. That he, say say it better than that. Say covenant. covenant. That He may establish His covenant, which He sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day." Another scripture I'll, I'll, I'll read here is Haggai 2, in verse 7, in the Amplified Classic, it says, and I will shake all nations. Now, this, it's in the Old Testament, Haggai 2, 7, but this is a prophecy of the new covenant, right? So, Deuteronomy 8:18 8, was was about the old covenant, but we know we're in a better covenant, better promises, that scripture does apply to us today. But, but to, to show that further, it's Haggai 2.7. And I will shake all nations, and the precious things of all nations shall come in. I'll fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And the latter glory of this house, with, it, with its successor to which Jesus came, shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And, I, and in this place, he's talking about the new covenant church, In this place, I will give peace and prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. So, these two scriptures dealing with covenant. It is he who gives you power to create wealth that he may establish his covenant. Over in Haggai. In this new covenant, I will give peace and prosperity. So listen to what I'm about to say. Prosperity in the kingdom of God does not answer to fasting. It does not answer to even the prayer of agreement. who would notice I've never had an altar call, right? Sometimes I pray for people, pray for their head, Fred, amen. But prosperity in the kingdom does not answer to fasting. It does not answer to the prayer of agreement. It only answers to your understanding and practice of the covenant, of covenant details, the conditions that God has set in the word. That as you walk out those details, as you walk, what did Jesus say? Did he say, pray and all these things will be added to you? Did he say, fast and all these things will be added to you? Or did he say, seek first the kingdom? Seek first the kingdom and these things will be added to you. So listen to this. I'll make another statement here. Um, What you are selling or your business you're involved in is not what determines your prosperity. No, it is the light of the word under which you are operating that determines the results you get. Hello. So who's so thankful that the world doesn't set the limit? God does. And as this word becomes more and more real to you, there is something called increase. I don't know if you heard me. Oh boy, this is going to be a fun service. Amen. There's something called increase. Come on. I mean, Peter fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus got in his boat. Boom. Boom. When the Lord endorses you, it's over. (laughs) When the the Lord promotes your business, it's over, right? Hallelujah. You think your boss sets your paycheck? No, it's the Lord. The Lord determines your your blessing. Are you with me? Um, Hallelujah. So the power for wealth is released on the platform of the covenant. When you step into the covenant, you encounter the power to get wealth. When you, when you step into your covenant, you step into that place, then you're going to see the power to create wealth. Prosperity, another statement I'll make, and then we'll get into the pillars. Prosperity is not a promise that you claim in your prayers. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a scratch in a kitty litter. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord, you promise us. No, he said, if you do this, then I'll do this. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Prosperity is not a promise that you claim in your prayers or with fasting and confession. No, it's a covenant with God that you practice. You know who said that? Dr. David Oyudepo, the richest pastor in the world who feeds the hungry in Detroit, who has the biggest church in the world where it seats like 250,000 people. They have seven services a day, each filled with different people. Are you with me? He actually made that statement. So he, which if you ever get a chance to study his life, go do that because he's from Africa. He's an African, and he got a hold of um, uh, what was it? Some ministers' books on 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 prosperity, and, he, and and one day he got it. He actually got 2 Corinthians eight that you know the grace for Lord Jesus Christ that though he was poor for your, sa- or, you know that though he was rich for your sake he became poor that through his poverty you'd become enriched. Ugh. He got it. <laughs> that scripture came alive. And, and, and he shouted, he said, I'm rich, I'm rich. Jesus became poor. If Jesus was rich and he became poor, then I'd become rich, I'm rich. And so he had a little television show going on. And every night he'd go out and say, "You know, this is a preacher, you know, this goes over well, right? Especially when you're a preacher. And he said, he'd go on TV, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Because of what this word says. And meanwhile, this dude had nothing. You know, he, 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 he had a car that an American missionary came. The Lord spoke to him to give the car to the American missionary. And so he said, okay, Lord, well, I got to tell my wife. So he goes over and tells his wife. He said, honey, you know our car? Yeah. You know our only car? Yeah. The Lord spoke to me to give it to the American missionary. She said, praise God. Praise God, honey. No, so there's a godly woman, right? You know, that's the car. And so they gave, gave the car. He would go into different sections of Africa, give everything. He'd leave with just shorts. He'd give his Bible. He'd give absolutely everything. And so the Lord increased him, and the Lord blessed him. And whew, you, you go see their church uh, you know, over in Africa. It's like next level. So you know, he got this before it ever manifested. It, it became real to him. And he's the one who made that statement. He realized he's in covenant with God, and when you're in covenant with God, he's going to come through for you every single time. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, all right, so um, let's go into the pillars. Number one is giving. Huh, so it says, oh, no. <laughs> giving? Well, but that seems to be the pillar everybody talks about. So there's five others. Amen. So, um, who actually likes that we take time every week and actually talk about giving? Amen? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that that's something that um, the Lord put on our, our, our ministry. And uh, I didn't like it at first. In fact, when we started the river... Uh, I felt led to do that from the very beginning, but I didn't do it. And I actually told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to take every week and teach on giving. We'll just pass the plate and whatever comes in, we'll come in. And, uh, and I know you'll take care of us. You're, you're faithful. I said, but I'm not, I said, maybe once a year, maybe in January, we'll go through and we'll teach it. I don't want to do that every week. And so that night I had a dream. <laughs> oh, great. The Lord comes in a dream. <clears throat> and in the dream... It was exactly as I had said the Lord would come through every Sunday and it was almost like I was seeing it in phases and the church had grown there was a thousand people we were on the hill and it was like a fantastic I mean everything five star <clears throat> and uh, I said anyway well today I want to teach you about um, about giving and, and 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 prosperity and when I begin to teach on prosperity people begin their faces change they went from smiling to angry and they were getting upset cuz they didn't believe in that prosperity stuff you know cuz i never taught it you know <clears throat> and people were getting upset and people started to walk out people started to leave and I remember in the dream from the pulp I was going, "Hey, where are you? Where are you going? What are you doing?" You know, I was watching people on the leadership team leave and get angry and the, the next week I was going in and there's there's strife in the office. You know, it was a spirit of poverty in the church even though we were still blessed. Spirit of poverty that went in and ripped through and and we had a church split. Half the church left. 500 people left in the dream. And you know, of course being me in the dream The next Sunday, I I put my Bible down. I opened it up. I said, we will teach this every week here. I will not pastor stingy people. (laughs) That was the dream. And I woke up and the Lord said, that's a prophecy. If you do not teach what I've taught you. And he said, and not only that, I will hold you responsible for the poverty of the people. If you do not teach what I've taught you. So I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and so if you wonder why we do it, that's actually why. Not, we're not trying to model ourselves after another church. It's just what the Lord put on us to do, you know, and that's what we do. And, and we're seeing people who's, you know, we see people who learn how to believe God and trust God, and they see God come through, and they have miracles, right? Amen. So someone's got to do it, you know. Last I checked, people aren't lining up to teach it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. You know, people don't. There are pastors, I know, in the city. They believe in it. But they won't, they're they afraid to teach it. Because they, if they do, they're going to offend the the deacon board. And that, uh-oh, can't do that. You know, they'll, they'll offend somebody. So, hey, I'd rather offend people than offend God. Amen. I'm not ashamed of any of this. If Jesus became poor for me, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. All right, so the first pillar is giving. And if you're taking notes, I'd, I'd recommend you do today. But <clears throat> giving provokes blessing. Giving provokes blessing upon your life. And, of course, every week we teach into this, uh, the, the different types of giving, the tithe, which even the tithe, can it's like a connector to God's great blessing. It's like plugging in. It's like hooking into the Internet, you know? Who's ever had a computer and your Internet without. Is that the worst? Come on, you have a computer, the internet is out. There's no, uh you, you load a website and it's like the website three days ago. You know, it's like, you know, the old log of what it had, you know, and it's, there's no life at that computer. It's just, uh, who's ever, you lost towers on your phone. What good's a phone? You don't have towers. What's good is a computer that there's no internet? And so I always see the tithe as it like plugs, it's the ethernet cable. It's the Wi-Fi, And I plug in through my tithe that connects me to the blessing. If Abraham tithed, and Jesus said, if you're a child of Abraham, you'll do what Abraham did. Sign me up. Hallelujah. And so with that, he said, I'm going to pour out blessing that you won't have room to take it in. And your crops, a lot of people miss this one. Your crops will be abundant. So you can sow seed, but if you're not a tither, hey, you know, you'll get a harvest, but who wants an abundant harvest, right? So when you're a tither and you sow seed, it says in Malachi, your crops are going to be abundant. You're going to have abundant harvests. So this is good news. Amen. So of course, our tithe, our alabaster box, I just gave mine recently and I poured it on the head of a person. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. How I many you guys know, an alabaster box, it's not even necessarily something that, of course, that woman, it was a year's wages, right? That, that she broke and gave. And, but, but it was more than just what it was worth. It was, she was probably saving that for her wedding, right? It's something that means something to you. So your alabaster box doesn't have to be something that's expensive. It's something that means something to you. It could have sentimental value, Right? And so in that, it's something money can't buy. When my grandmother was living, 90-some years old, she had a Gibson Hummingbird guitar. And like, like, I forgot how old it was, but someone offered her like three times the value on that guitar because he wanted it so bad. She said no. She said when she was in her 30s, she saved up. She went down to the music shop and she paid cash for that guitar. So the guy offered her like five figures for the guitar, and she said no. And the reason she said no is because it meant something to her, right? And so you talk about her, she never gave that alabaster box, amen. But, uh, you know, you don't have to, but, but when you do, something powerful is released. When you do, a fragrance is released. Did you hear me? The Bible says that woman's offering filled the room. The fragrance, and that fragrance followed Jesus all the way to the cross. They were beating him, ripping his flesh open in that fragrance of the alabaster box of the perfume. It was, when when he was getting whipped in the stripes, there was a fragrance emanating from the body of Jesus. Are Are you getting this? So your alabaster box is something that's precious. Giving provokes blessing. Um, so, so we talk about the different types of giving here. You know, your alms, not arms. Your alms. Amen. Uh, your first fruits. Your 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 seed that you sow. Right. There's a spiritual law of sowing and reaping. So, I'm not going to go very much into that, other than just say, <clears throat> you can have these other pillars going, but you need to be a giver. Do you hear me? Y'all go home. You need to be a giver. Like, it's who you are, it's what you do, who you is. I'm just a giver. I'm a giver on, who knows people who are stingy? They just don't give. I have a I have a good friend. He's not a giver. I mean, I've never met anyone like him. He Now, he'll receive blessing all day long, but but to get him to buy you a coffee, he acted like he just stopped the sun and the moon and the stars just for you to do this for you. I mean, it's like, I've never seen that level of like, Stingy, you know? <laughs> so you just got to be a giver. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's what you do. Not just Sunday. But you're just, you're just it, it, it's a giver. For me, it's like I, I don't get attached to things. I know the moment I do, it becomes an alabaster box. I'm giving it. Right? <laughs> and uh, I'm attached to the kingdom. All right. The second pillar is, um, is working no shouts? I thought I thought everyone would shout when I said that. I thought everyone would get so happy. <laughs> Second pillar is working. Everybody say working. working. Say, say it again. Say working. working. Say it again. Say working. working. Oh, yeah, working. So it says, no, I thought I'd just give, and then it just happens. It's like a Holy Ghost like slot machine you put it in and then you do this and then it rains down no because listen if you're taking notes working provides channels for the blessing to come working provides channels for the blessing to come so in other words give God something to bless and I can show you that all through the word that God blessed people who worked who worked diligently if you go look at Adam God creates Adam I've given you seed I bless you. Here's a job. <laughs> he gave him a job. Amen. You know, there's a whole book in the Bible called Jobs. Who knew that? There's actually a book in the Bible called Job. And so you gotta be a worker. So you're a giver, but you're you are a worker, right? Why why isn't this going over too well? Amen. You, you work, and people think they know work, but when God's anointing comes on you to work, you will work. Are you with me? I mean, there was a time I was doing over 100 hours a week and it was mainly just ministry. I was waking up at 7 a.m. And I was working for four hours doing software. I'd take a lunch break. I'd go. I, I would... Um, I make calls for two hours. Then I'd go hit the streets for four hours, go win souls. Then after that, I'd come back in. I'd make calls, and then I'd make sure all the office were clean, the windows were clean. I mean, I, I, you you, you got to work, and you got to give God something to bless. Look at this. Idleness, look, listen. Uh-oh. Idleness and talk leads to poverty. I'm going to say that again. Idleness and talk leads to poverty. So you can't prosper while doing the very thing that the Bible says will lead you to poverty. So uh, what sense would that make? Oh, Father, I claim prosperity. It doesn't work that way. If you're idle and all you do is talk, you're, you, are, you are walking in the direction of po- poverty. So that's in Proverbs fourteen twenty-three. All hard work brings profit, but mere talk only leads to poverty. Is anyone getting anything out of this? Say hard work. The Bible guarantees all hard work brings a profit. Hallelujah. All hard work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. Who knows people who they don't work, but they always have an idea, like the idea person, right? Always an idea. But until you take that God-given idea that God gives you and you put it to work, forget about it. So... um, hallelujah uh yeah 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 yeah. i'm I'm skipping a lot of these notes here hallelujah but uh yeah praise god i have have a whole basically 12-part series on work (laughs) amen but if we're gonna get all these done today you know i'm not gonna be able to preach the whole thing amen but you know, I, I put here. Don't just talk. Plan. You know, uh, ask God to give you a blueprint. If you ask, if you lack wisdom, He's gonna He's gonna give it to you. The Bible talks about don't chase fantasies. Proverbs 12:11. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Who knows? People always trying to get rich quick, right? Always, the next big thing, and and they don't even do it proper. They just spend like a few, you know a little bit of time doing it. And then they get bored. They hit a, they hit a wall, they get challenged. And then instead of conquering the challenge, they just move on to something else. Come on, who knows? There are people like that. And, and, but the Bible says, if you work your land, okay, then, um, then you're going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The, and that's in Proverbs 12, 11. Those who work their land will have an abundant food. Those who chase fantasies have no sense. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the second pillar is working because working provides channels for the blessing to come. I was praying for you this morning that for many of you, the Lord would even open up multiple streams of income. So this is why I have a job. I mean, I'm I'm making enough. Okay, what if something happened to your... In- you know, what if you were working for Twitter and you were left-wing and Elon Musk took over? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I'm really enjoying that. Hallelujah. Twitter's been fun this week. It's been great. Amen. It's like fire all the pipeline workers. But, you know, if a Twitter employee loses their job, it's like major belt down. It's great. I mean, it's, it's just so fun on Twitter right now. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, have multiple streams of income. And, and, and God can give you an idea. God can give you something that, that can open things up, you know. Um, I mean, I have a little, y- y'all bought me a 3D printer. You remember that? That was so kind of you. Amen. Because I use that thing all the time. And so I thought, well, what, what am I doing with this thing? I mean, it's fun. I mean, but you can only print so many turtles and cats before you get a little bit bored, you know. So I thought, Lord, how can I use this to make an income? And uh, so what I did is I started an Etsy shop. He knows what Etsy is. You can sell little arts and crafts. It's mainly women on there. And uh, so I, I, I joined and I took all the things that I like to print and I just put them on there and said, I'll print this for you, 15 bucks. I have an order right now. Someone just, they wanted like 12 prints. So it's like, I got to do that. Amen, I actually got to do it. But I mean, it's made like $1,000 in a year and that's not like big money. I'm not going to go buy a Tesla with that. <laughs> but But... It's, it's cool. I mean, I, I, I've been able to upgrade the printer. I've been able to buy all the resins I need and just, just whatever. I mean, that's a thousand bucks. Hey, that was pretty good. Amen. And that's just, like a, that's just like a little drip of a stream. So the Lord can anoint your mind. If there's a hobby you like doing, why, why, why not make money with it? Why not? Okay, anyway, glory to God. So ask the Lord though, at the end of the day, do what God tells you to do. You know, I see people with great skill and and I almost want to grab them and say, if you just sit down, and and make a YouTube channel and just post what you know, just just do videos. Get you know if you use your phone, show people what you're doing, how you learned, how they can learn. Post it online. People are gonna watch that. I mean, I just had someone message me uh, a, a few days ago. They said, Zach, I watched your YouTube channel back in 2010. They said, I, I, it changed my life. I was 14. You taught me how to program on computers. They said, uh, I now do uh, AI robotics, computer science, two other like things I can't even pronounce. They said, it all goes back to your YouTube channel, which is what I wanted to do when I was 14. I wanted to do computer science. And so just me putting that out there, and then that whole YouTube channel makes money. And uh, Okay, anyway. So everybody say work. <clears throat> okay, so... You gotta work. You just gotta work. You can't, well, I'm I'm just, I'm believing, I'm praying it in, I'm using my faith. Well, that's good, and that is one pillar, but you can't, look, listen to me. Prayer is not a substitute for work. Prayer is not a substitute for getting a job. So it says, Pastor Zach, I mean, I'm struggling financially. Do you have a word for me? Yes. Resume. (laughs) Yes, get a job. I don't like that word. Can you give me a different one? No, Amen. Because you're in disobedience. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So you shouldn't eat. Shouldn't even eat. So you know people would get jobs really fast if we made it to where they couldn't eat. Amen. They would be working. They'd be coming. Do Do you need me to do anything at your house? You need me to mow your lawn. Amen. Colossians 3.23 whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not not for men that's so important because okay so you have a job or maybe you own a business but now you need to do it with all your heart the Bible says work with all your heart that means your heart needs to be behind what you're doing and, and you're doing it for the Lord not for men I worked at Mueller's, I, and I knew this as a teenager. I'm bagging Jesus's groceries right now. You know, I would treat it like that. I, I'm working, I, I know I have a human boss, but God is watching my attitude every single day. God is watching how I respond when my coworkers are being difficult or the boss is being difficult. God's watching everything. Are you with me? Does this helping? So work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not, Man, well, I don't like my job, so I just kind of, I don't really put in any effort. Well, okay, you're, you can't do that. <clears throat> Luke 16, 12 says, if you have not been faithful with what is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? So, you know, people want to run a business. Well, okay, start by sewing into somebody else's business. Hello. If you want to have a better job, then you need to be doing being faithful with where you are right now. Why would the Lord promote you and give you like a six-figure job and then meanwhile, where you're at right now, you don't even take it seriously. You don't even show up on time. You don't even, you you know what I mean? Dress properly, always skirting the rules. I'm not beating up on anyone because you're all adult people, you know, but, you know, I, I wish I had a room full of Gen Z in here and millennials. That would be really great. Amen. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir for the most part, but... It's important that you're faithful with what belongs to another man. So, okay, like when I worked at Bueller's, you know, I I, I use that because that's I had that job for like three years. Um, I one time I accidentally took a pen from the break room, and I felt so convicted. I took the pen. I put it back in the break room because that's not my pen. That pen belongs to the business. I wouldn't even take paper clips. They'd be paper clips, you know, that you'd use for whatever, and I'd leave the paper. So I said, "Oh, that's that's just too much." No, it's not mine. So when does it become stealing? When it's worth a hundred bucks? You know, when does where's the level where it becomes stealing? It's the heart behind the thing. Are you with me? So. that's important, that you're faithful in what belongs to another man. And then God will give you that which is your own. Have a spirit of excellence, Daniel 6, 3. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Everyone say excellence. Say that again. Say excellence. So when you work, have a spirit of excellence. Excellence. That does not mean perfection perfection perfectionism will crush you but excellence doing it with all your might to the best of your ability that's a whole nother thing that's a spirit that's a heart behind your work that you're going to do it that you're not going to be sloppy hello oh, well whatever I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter no it does matter because you're not being excellent are you with me so um, you know that's that's a whole thing that I, I know an evangelist who was asked to go to this lady's business at the church he attended. She said, uh, could you come and bless my business? Which I believe in that, right? You go in and bless their business and everything. And he said, sure. She said, okay, here's the address. So it was in this plaza area. And he arrives, she said, two o'clock. Okay, I'll be there at two. He arrives, Hmm. he couldn't find it. And he begins to go on Google, website. Website didn't work. Go on Google, it's not on Google. And he said for an hour and 10 minutes, he walked around looking for her business. And he was going into the other shop saying, do you know where this business is? And they said, well, I don't know where it's at. So he said, he began to pray. And he said, finally, there was one door at the plaza, no sign, it looked like totally vacant. And he said, well, let me go in here. And he walks in, there's the lady, there's her business. It's all like great inside. And then she said, hey, thanks for coming, you're a little late, is everything okay? He said, lady, get a sign. (laughs) She was wondering, why is my business struggling? Because you don't have a sign. You just need a sign. So, not everything's spiritual, right? People, People want a spiritual answer, but then it's just natural, just put up a sign. Like, A website that that gives the address, like put it on Google. If you search on Google, Coshocton Church, what comes up? The River Coshocton Church, why? Because in 2013, I learned about SEO and I thought every time people Google Coshocton Church, I want them to see the River Coshocton. So that's why we call ourselves the River Coshocton Church. Coshocton Church, the River Coshocton Church, right? And that way we we go up on, on the Google ranks. So everyone say excellence. Proverbs 22:29 29 says, Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve kings rather than ordinary people. That's gonna be you. Are you with me? Everyone says skilled. Okay, so who sees this is a part of prosperity, not just working, because here's the thing, too. You can work and just beat the air. You could okay, let me let me give you this too. Just because you work hard at something. It might mean a lot to you, but mean a hill of beans to everybody else. So just cause you worked really hard on your macaroni castle, this thing's gonna make me $1,500 because I made a macaroni castle arts and craft. I'm gonna take it down to the flea market. I'm gonna put a $1,500. This this took me two years to make. And so I'm gonna put it up. Here's my price tag, $1,500. And people looking at that, that's like, uh, that's great. That's really nice. That's, we, we, that's great. Just because you worked hard doesn't give it value to anybody else. It can be valuable to you, but it doesn't mean it's valuable to me. That was a hard lesson for me to, work, to learn because I would work really hard, like going back to the games. I would spend a year making a game. I'd put it out there, and people would review it. This, this is kind of garbage. <laughs> and I would get my feelings hurt. But then when I did play it, it, it is kind of garbage, isn't it? <laughs> Just because I worked hard. Does not mean has any value. You have to be skilled, and you need to be excellent at what you're doing. Are you with me? So, if you want to serve kings rather than ordinary people, um, I always I always tell people this: believe God for an amount of money you want to earn per month, and give the rest to the gospel. You know, I'm I'm doing that. There's an amount I want to earn every month, and anything beyond that, I'm going to give to the kingdom right? So if you say, well, I could live comfortably, 10,000 a month, that would just be wonderful. That would be great. And then you begin to work and you begin to believe God. You begin to trust God. You go into it. Okay. And, and, and someone said, well, 10,000 a month, anything beyond that, I'll give to the gospel. So if you made 11,000 that month, what do you do? You give, give 1,000 to the gospel, right? Who would do that? Yeah. Come on. Isn't that something like just something like that? I'm believing for this amount per month, anything beyond that's going to go to the gospel. So if 15,000 came in, what would you give? I'm talking to you. Five, okay. If 20,000 came in, how much would you give? If 50,000 came in, would you? If 100,000 came in, see, it gets weird, right? What if a million came in? What if the Lord blessed your business and it made a million dollars in one month? Would you still give... 900,000, nine, nine nine zero 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 zero. that many would you give would you okay you see how the love of money you see how that works so you got to get free of that amen hallelujah okay um Acts 20, 35, and all these things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help those who are weak and remember the words of Jesus, how he himself said is more blessed to give than to receive. And there's so much more I could go on. Um, we could talk about the Bible, talking about the ant. Uh, Proverbs 10:4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. So even in business, I'll just speak into this you know, those with businesses, there's even sometimes an in season and out of season, you know, but you need to be diligent and not just throw in the towel. Well, what if it's out of season right now? I I was talking to to Tom. It sounds like it's in season right now, you know, over in his camp, you know, but sometimes it's out of season, right? And so you just got to make sure that you're diligent no matter what is going on. Okay. So, wow. I can't, I I might have to do one a week at this rate. Amen. Six pillars. Number one, giving. Giving provokes blessing. Number two, working. It provides channels to come. Number three is thinking. Who has a brain in here? Oh, what about the rest of you? (laughs) Thinking enhances your results. Thinking. Okay. So who's ever heard of Chick-fil-A? Yeah, okay, we need one in Coshocton, that'd be great. Well, did you know, I don't know if he still does it, but, but there was a time when the CEO every, uh, I, I believe every Saturday would dedicate a whole day to just thinking. That's what he would do. He'd actually dedicate a whole work day to just thinking. Thinking will actually enhance your results. Uh, Ecclesiastes, look at this, Ecclesiastes 10, 15 says, the toil or the work of fools wearies them. So it goes back to what I was saying. You can work and be a total fool and working at stuff. You know, like if I started an internet company that provided high quality dial-up internet, who would say that's kind of foolish? Who's going to get dial-up internet in 2022? There are some things that it's over with. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, it, it's sad to say, but even in the art world, I, you know, I was talking to, to an artist the other day, and he's in a photographer. He said it's kind of scary with AI right now. It can generate any image. You just tell it what to generate. It generates it and does it as good as any digital artist. And so it's like, man, you see things are changing, right? And so it says, the toil of fools wearies them. They do not know the way back to town. <clears throat> Wisdom, in most cases, is the missing link that causes us to work and work without seeing results. Okay, I'm going to say what Vincent said. I think I'm preaching pretty good. (laughs) Amen. Wisdom, in most cases, is the missing link that causes us to work and work without seeing results. Proverbs 3.13 says, blessed are those who find wisdom, who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Thinking enhances your results. You can take your business to the next level. You can take your family to the next level. You take everything you do to the next level. What are you filling your mind with, right? It's kind of like whatever you feed, your, your brain is actually like a computer. Whatever you feed it is, is what it's going to begin to, to have to work with, right? What do you fill your brain with? You know, do you spend hours just consuming TikTok, amen? Do you, do you spend hours just consuming the world's slop, which is all it really is, Look at the media and Hollywood and entertainment, even the music. Oh, the music coming out. It's not even music. It's just noise. And do you just consume that? And I'll even say, like, you know, I'd say about eight years ago, I had to turn off a lot of, I really like radio. I like talk radio. I love talk radio, live radio. I grew up on, on some of these guys on the AM radio, but I had to shut things off. Because it was just skewing the way that I thought about certain things, you know. And so what do you fill your mind with? You know, movies, whatever. Um, you know, I, I wrote this. You are the books that you read. You are the music you listen to. You are the movies you watch. And you are the people you're around. Huh. And I, I wrote, have a Christ-filled life. Where is your mind at? Hallelujah. Wisdom comes from God. Glory to God. It says in Proverbs 24, 3 through 4, a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. Okay, so who sees it's not just giving? (laughs) Are you getting anything out of this? Okay, well, I got to work. You mean I actually got to think? Are you serious? You mean I have to use my brain? Look, what if instead of a miracle, God gives you wisdom? And in many times, that's what he does. I'd say many, 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 many times we've needed a miracle. And I go and I pray. I say, Father, thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Anoint my mind. Help me navigate through this. And he does. He does. He'll give me Wisdom. And then I didn't need a big miracle because, boom, the, there was just the wisdom that God provided. Are you with me? So so who sees? It's not just, well, let me just give, and then money's going to rain down on me. And, and, and you know, I probably teach this once every four years. You know, I probably should teach it more, you know, like this. But, but the, the pillars of financial prosperity, giving... Giving provokes blessing, working provides channels for the blessing to come. Thinking enhances your results. Hallelujah. Proverbs 16:16 16, 16 says, "How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver." I'm going to say that again. How much better to get wisdom rather than gold, to get insight rather than silver. When was the last time like you spent money and invested in your brain? (laughs) No, think about that. People get a little bit extra money. Oh yeah, vacation money. Oh yeah, I can finally buy that new, the the new uh, whatever, the the motorcycle, you know? Oh, I can finally get this. I can finally do this. I have some extra money. I can go buy the new toy. But what if you took some of that money and just invested and like, like, we just went to the conference. What was that all about? It was to fill our mind for one week with the word, right? Because I'm a pastor, and I wouldn't do very good if my brain was, like, full of Minecraft, you know? Sometimes you just need to go and saturate yourself. So, you know, what's your trade? What's your business? What do you do? You know, what if, what if you invested in just your mind in that area? Come on, is this helping anybody? That's why, like, those of you in Bible school, that's what you're getting. You're getting filled up with the wisdom and the knowledge that you need so that you can go out and do what God's called you to do. All right. uh, I threw this one in for free. Ecclesiastes 7.10. Do not say, why were these old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. In other words, your best days are now and your best days are up ahead. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. All right. The fourth pillar. First pillar is giving provokes blessing. Working provides channels to come. Thinking Enhances your results. Trusting is the fourth pillar. Trusting. Without trusting God, what you're believing for, you will, or, uh, let me say it this way without trusting God, what you're believing for will not be delivered into your hands. Huh. So you can give, you work, you can think all you want, but if you don't trust God, forget it. If you don't trust God, what you're believing for will never really be delivered to your hands because you'll always be that person who gives up right at the brink of the miracle because you don't trust him. Or you'll always be looking for the path of least resistance and and you'll never really be brave because some people need to start a business and they're not because they're afraid. Some people need to change jobs that they're not, they're afraid. Some people need to make an investment, but they won't because they're afraid. And and really the fear is God's been speaking to them, but they don't trust. (laughs) They don't trust that. There's something wrong, you know. I mean, there are people, you'd be surprised. God speaks to you all the time. I'm the Lord, your God. I teach you to profit. I lead you in the way that you should go. I know a minister. The Lord said, if you trust me and you follow my spirit, I'll make you rich and and he said yeah the lord did that he he as i followed him and i trusted him he he was enriched and of course that was back in the 70s when the Lord actually gave him an idea, hey, why not just put your, your, your preaching on tapes and sell those <laughs> And that he did and then the royalties came and all of that. Hallelujah, when nobody else was doing that. So without trusting God, what you're believing for will not be delivered to your hands. Uh, Psalm 34, the Lord redeems the souls of his servants and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Matthew 6, 25, that is why I tell you, do not worry about your life. 1 Timothy 6.17, charge those who are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Are you with me? My trust is not in money. My trust is not in, you know, my paycheck. My trust is in God who richly gives me all things to enjoy, who's always been with me and never has let me down. Can you say amen? That's who I trust. Hallelujah. That's who I trust. All right, I'll give you another one. Proverbs 28, 25. Greed causes fighting, but trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Proverbs 28, 25. Greed causes fighting, but trusting in the Lord leads you to prosperity. It's a vehicle. It's going to take you there. Come on, who trusts Him. Hallelujah. He, he's not going to let me down. He's not going to release His hold on me. He's not going to forsake me. He's been with me all these years. He's coming through. I can be brave. I can be bold. I'm going to trust God. Hallelujah. Uh, in the King James, it says, He that is of proud heart stirreth up strife. But he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. It's a good, it's a good scripture for Thanksgiving. I'm prepared, man. I, I've lost some, uh, you know, about 13 pounds. I'm prepared for Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. You're going to see me by January. Hallelujah. It's all coming back. Amen. But whenever you see that fatness in the Bible, it's talking about prosperity and plenty. It's a sign of the blessing. Hallelujah. All right, the fifth... Um, pillar is waiting. Everybody say waiting. Okay, well, we don't like this one, right? Come on. Who who probably needs some more help with patience? Come on, we'll end here. <coughs> waiting is a pillar, though. Giving provokes blessing. Working provides channels for the blessing to come. Thanking enhances your results. Trusting or without trusting, whatever you're believing for is not going to be delivered to your hands. But but in all those are pillars, but waiting is also a pillar because if you get impatient, come on, you make some of the biggest mistakes in your life when you're just impatient, right? Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, one building ago when we were on River Road, which is a whole story, I'm not gonna get into the whole thing, but basically I had printed the building fund offering envelopes. I was even considering... If a miracle didn't come, maybe we'd just do financing. Even though I said I wouldn't do that, I was considering it. But we were going to try to make a move to buy that building. And uh, because we liked it. I mean, it's River Road. It's our church. You know, it's our, that's our road, right? And so we were going to, we were going to buy, make a move. So I told mom, tell Jamie to print the offering envelopes. We're going to, we're going to ask the church to trust God and, and to give into this. Let's make a down payment, whatever. That next day. We get a a text from the landlord who had told us, you can stay here as long as you want. I wanted to get locked into like a three-year lease, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. We decided year to year, um, because he did make the point, what if you don't like me and you want to leave? And I thought, well, that's a good point. You know, if you knew him, it's a good point. Amen. And uh, so anyway, but he gave us his word. So we we go into that building. We put $7,000 just into the ceiling. We repaint the whole thing. Little did I know... This guy was actually scheming to sell it out from underneath of us. So so anyway, he lets us know, I just want to give you a notice that um, I've sold the building and you need to be out by this date. Okay, well, we just got through the stand, you know, and that took a lot out, you know, just, you know, hitting that 30 days on the hill. And now we need a building. We need a building. I thought, hit me again. I'm still conscious. Every year we need a building. Go from South Lawn to 7th Street. You you walk around, you see our name everywhere. You do. Who's been on 7th Street? The River Church. See it everywhere. (laughs) Jeez. But when, when I heard that, you know, obviously I got upset. It's like getting punched in the gut. But then I felt peace. I felt peace. Yeah, but you can't spend peace no, who's noticed that? You can't spend peace. You don't go to Walmart and buy something and say, I, I'm going to use peace on this, you know, just we'll walk out with this. I had a peace, it, like a deep peace. And so I knew the Lord was going to come through. So anyway, uh, the plaza kept coming up, and I didn't want to come to the plaza because I would already looked at the plaza. The plaza, the plaza, first, I don't like storefront. Second, I don't like that they charge way too much. Amen. And then third, I've looked at all the spaces and it's just not going to work. Now, here's the thing. The Lord had already prepared me because I was in Houston, Texas. I went to a storefront church and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And so then I was like, open the storefront again. And uh, so anyway, long story short, the plaza kept coming up and, uh, And and anyway, we walk in, long story short, walk in, I get to about where the sound booth is. The Lord said, they're going to want $10,000 a month for this, but this is what you're going to offer. And you all know the story, the Lord came through. But anyway, before we we put out the, the offer, which was a ridiculous offer. I mean, it was a miracle that they accepted the offer that we gave them. Our old, old landlord from 7th Street calls us up. He said, I don't know why. Now, he didn't know we just got thrown out, right? He didn't know. He said, I don't know why. I just felt like, see, the devil can mimic what sounds like God. I don't know why. I just felt like I should have called you and just say, if you ever want to come back to 7th Street, to this building, I'll I'll make the rent in half of what you were paying, and I'll let you back in because y'all were so good over there that I'd love to have you back in. And the moment I heard that, I felt like I wanted to puke. I did, and sorry if you're watching, but I wanted to puke. But the thought comes, well, that's easy. We we are already, our name is on that, right? We're familiar with that. We're secure there, you know? Either go back and pay like four or 500 a month. That's not bad, you know? Or take the biggest step we've ever taken. And like huh, like huge step by coming here, which we didn't even monthly, it wasn't coming in at the time to even think about coming here. and uh, and, and so it was either go backward or go forward, either go comfortable or 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 take this. and uh, and I just thought, we're going to do it. I mean, I mean, it was the stand, right? I was still, ah, you know. We're going to do it, and if we sink, it'll be the greatest thing ever. You know, that was my mentality. And so we came in, we possessed the land, and the Lord, we've had some great meetings here. Who remembers Greg Locke came, right? Yeah, that was like epic, you know. And, you know, we've seen some great stuff. So anyway, the whole point I'm trying to make is, now look, the first Sunday we come in, we have our service. Guess what happened? On 7th Street, that Sunday... Guess what happened? The sewage exploded and the whole front was filled with turds. I mean, filled with all kinds of sewage. It was oozing out the front. That would have been our Sunday morning service. Come on. on. I mean, that's God. That's that's God and you see the devil, you know. So if you don't trust him and if you don't wait, now the whole thing was you got to make a move. You got to make a move. You better make a move. You know what I mean? You're, you're leading people, and you have to have a place to meet, you know? And so there's all this pressure on me. What decision are you going to make? Where are we going to go? What's going to happen here? And you know what I had to do? Say, Lord, I put all of this on you. I'm putting all the pressure on you. It's your church. It's your people. You're the pastor of the river. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And the Lord met. Come on. Can we give God praise? He's so good. So. Don't go backward to the third palace. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, I'll finish up. Waiting. You need patience to produce fruit. I tried to grow things this year. It did not go so hot. Amen. We did get a zucchini that's that big. And it's our trophy. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I did do some flowers. And that, that, those went over well. Amen. <clears throat> But one thing you learn, and, and now we have the aquaponic th- things and that's next level because you just put a pot in and it grows lettuce and everything you would ever want. And that's the way to do it, man. You just It even lights it up when it needs to. So anyway, um, with, you need patience to produce fruit. <laughs> so when you plant something, how many of you guys know it takes time for it to grow? And sometimes you see, oh, there it is. It's, it's starting to bud, but it's, it's not season yet. It's not time yet, you know. So there's things the Lord will put in your life you see. Uh okay, it's doing good. It's doing good, but there's going to come a day where it's laden down with fruit, right? So everyone say waiting. 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 It says in Lamentations 3, that's a book we don't preach out of much, Lamentations. Lamentations 325, "The Lord is good to those who wait for him." Come on, say that with me. Say the Lord is good to those who wait for him, <laughs> to the soul who seeks him. Oh, that sounds like our verse. Amen. Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Amen. I love that. Lamentations 3, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. So <clears throat> prosperity, you're going to there's going to be times of waiting. There's going to be a time of of patience. Hallelujah. Uh, and then the last pillar. And then we'll pray. And we'll, uh, we'll receive communion together. So I know it was a different service today. It's more teaching. But who felt this was important to go over all of this? Because right? <clears throat> not just giving. Giving is a big part. Giving is going to be given back. But giving provokes the blessing. Working provides channels to come. Thanking enhances your results. Trusting. Well, without trusting, what you're believing for will never come. And, uh, and waiting. Well, you need patience to produce fruit. You need patience. Hallelujah. Lastly, talking. Okay, some of you are really good at this one. Hallelujah. But we need to steer that to talk right. Amen. Prosperity comes into your house by talking. Talking. Talk, talk, talk. Prosperity comes into your house by talking. Hallelujah. I'll show you what I mean. 2 Corinthians four thirteen. we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. When Israel spoke against what God said that they could have, oh, yeah. Do I even have, do I have that scripture? Yeah, I do. I do. Come on. Good job, 24-year-old Zach. High five to the past. Amen. <laughs> Numbers, I wrote all this, I was 24. Uh, Numbers 14, 28, s- look at this. Say unto those, as surely as, the, the, as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so I will do. So th- th- that's a powerful scripture. As you've spoken in my ears, so I will do. Look at this. So Israel spoke against God. Uh, they, they, they really spoke against what God said that they could have. And they actually got what they said. Okay, and I don't have time to get into the whole story of what happened, but, but they said, what did they say? God said, I'm gonna send you to the promised land, go out, get to work. They're going towards the promised land. And what did they say? They said, the Lord has brought us out here to destroy us that we die in the wilderness. And the Lord said, as surely as that has come up to my ears, you will have what you say. And what happened? They all died in the wilderness. They didn't get what God said. They got what they said. Okay, again, like Vincent said, I think I'm preaching pretty good. Uh, They were days away from entering into the promised land, but their mouth stopped them. Their mouth stopped them. So you could have the other pillars going. I'm a giver. I'm a worker. I'm a thinker. I'm a truster. I'm a waiter. (laughs) Amen. But you can begin to shoot down things and stop them from ever coming just by the words of your mouth because your words can release the angels of God or your words can begin to, give permission to demons to come in and begin to steal from you hallelujah james 12:14 a man is satisfied by the good fruit of his mouth and the recompense of man's hands shall be rendered to him proverbs 13:2 a man's a man shall eat the good by the fruit of his mouth but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence proverbs 18:20 a man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips he shall be filled Psalm thirty-five, twenty-seven: Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor thy righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Joshua one-eight: This book of the of instruction shall not depart from out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and in the night, and thou may observe to do everything written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way. Prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. And then we go into Mark eleven twenty three. Say to the mountain, "Be thou removed." And if you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever thing you saith. Come on, I'm just, I'm just scripture here. James 3, 5 through 6, even so the tongue is a little member which boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire, fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. It so is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and setting on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Whew. Okay, everyone say talking. With uh, Prosperity comes to your house by talking, by speaking. Okay, I'm going to end with this. Hallelujah. Um, so, I mean, man, there's some really great testimonies. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. I don't even know. Yeah, 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 there it is. Um, so, many of you know who I'm talking about, but there's, a, there's an evangelist whose wife got a hold of like a 36-week series on the power of confession. Okay, this was like six years ago. 30, 36-week series on the power of confession. That's dedication right there. You know, I, I listened to a series. Of, he doesn't make the point by the third sermon. I'm done, you know. But it was it was 36 weeks, and basically this minister was doing a building project, you know, so he was really preaching to himself. So anyway, she got a hold of it, and one day it clicked, and she didn't tell her husband what she did. Her husband's an evangelist. She goes to her closet. She gets out her journal. She said, in the name of Jesus, I call in one million dollars into our house. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, a million. That's kind of like, that was bigger than the name. They were like a thousandaire, you know. Like four, four figures, you know. Like n- n- not, not very, whatever. And she called in a million dollars, you know. And it was just, she released it by the words of her mouth. She, she time stamped it and, and wrote it in her journal. Anyway, her husband goes over to Finland and he's ministering there. And it's a church of 200 people. And there's a woman there and she comes up to the altar. She gets saved. She gets born again. And uh, anyway, this woman had recently wanted to divorce her husband, left him for another guy. She goes back when she got prayed for that night. She goes back to her husband and repents, begs him for forgiveness and and comes back and restored their whole marriage. So that guy, was he made one of the top 10 apps on your smartphone. You probably have the app, okay, on, on your phone. He made the app and he had recently had sold it. He was a billionaire. <laughs> and so the, his wife comes back and he thought, I gotta go see who did this to my wife. So he goes to the church, 200 people. He goes to the church. And, uh, and anyway, he, he drops a check of $1 million in the offering plate. I mean, who knows if he was even saved, but the fact that whatever happened to my wife, keep doing this, drops a million dollar check. And so the pastor told him, he's like, would you like to know what came in the offering tonight? Thank God for an honest pastor, because I know pastors who would have ripped him off. And, uh, you know, the pastor said, would you like to know what came in the offering tonight? And he said, yeah, sure. He said uh, a million dollars. And then he just started to laugh. He's like, yeah, you're yanking my chain, you know, like, you're like, what, what really came in? Now, he's thinking that's going to be like 20 bucks because he's saying a million dollars, face statement. He said, no, a million dollars, and he showed him the, the, the offering. And he said he called his wife. His wife said, yeah, two weeks ago I spoke that, and she showed him the thing. Prosperity comes into your house by speaking. <laughs> I mean, oh, great, now everyone's going to go home and, ah, a million dollars coming in. Yeah, it's a part of it, but you have other six pillars. Amen. Hallelujah. Because one thing I know about that guy is he's a giver. Amen. And he's a worker. And he's a thanker. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you get something out of this? All right, everyone say giving. Giving Giving provokes divine blessing. Everybody say working. Working Working provides channels for the blessing to come. Everybody say thinking. Thinking enhances your results. Everybody say, Trusting. trusting, without trusting uh, God for it, it's 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 never going to come. Everybody say waiting. waiting. You need patience to produce fruit, and everybody say um, talking. talking. Prosperity comes to your house by talking. So who's going to take those six things? I know. I know. I didn't jump around much. Amen. I'll make up for it next week. Hallelujah. Come in with spandex. More we'll really. Do some. <laughs> some cardio hallelujah and uh (laughs) who got some who's going to take those pillars and begin to apply them amen so i'll put this online because i noticed most of you weren't taking notes so and you'll forget it by the time you get to the to the chinese place if you're not careful amen